Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Make Money Behave podcast. I'm your hostess, Maria Casillas, and I'm honored that you tuned in today. You know, if you're listening to this at the time of its recording, then you, like many of us, are probably right in the thick of the whole coronavirus epidemic, uh, pandemic, excuse me, and um, you probably are confused and frustrated and just anxious to get back to some sort of normalcy. I don't know what that normalcy is going to look like, but um, I want you to know that I am also dealing with all of those things. We are actually, I mentioned in the last episode, in the middle of a move. And so there are just so many unknowns going on right now in terms of, you know, will the the loans close for the people who are buying the house? And, you know, will the appraisals come through okay? Because we just don't know what is all, you know, what's all going on. So uh, we are a few steps farther in the process right now than I was even just a couple days ago. Um, Our appraisal for the new home did come through. It came through much higher than what we uh, had hoped for. So that was good news. We are still about a week out from closing on the houses. And so, you know, anything could happen in this next week and we are just kind of left not knowing. Thankfully, right now, my husband is still working. He is working from home, but I know that so many other people don't have jobs right now. And, you know, his job could be in jeopardy as well, just because everybody's could be in jeopardy. Like we just, we don't really know what's going on. And so I don't want to pretend to have all of the answers in terms of how to make your money behave during a pandemic. But what I do want to do today is dive into some of the mindset stuff. And I I just, you might notice that there's going to be a slight shift in some of what we talk about because from the onset of this podcast, it's always been that we're going to talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both, right? And that's what we are in the thick of things right now. We are we are in the middle of circumstantial things, things that you have zero control over, and how are you going to be able to navigate those things in, in the interim? Well, part of the way that we do that is how we look at something. And as I was lying in bed yesterday, wanting to come out and do this podcast, but not able to leave my daughter at the time, um, I started thinking about some of the lessons that we're learning and and how I'm starting to view money. And, and it's very different, very different than how I viewed money even just two years ago. And you've probably heard some of that shift happening while I'm talking on the podcast. And so today... I would just like to jump in and tell you some of the thoughts that I had yesterday about how money is similar to toilet paper. Admittedly, I would never have come up with this analogy had we not been in the middle of this pandemic and had there not been a run on toilet paper, quite literally, at least in the United States. I mean, you go into any store, at least last week, you would go into any store and the shelves would be completely empty of toilet paper. At the time that some of this was starting, this is that's when I was in Vegas for that live event. And so my husband was left at home to do much of the grocery shopping. And he would call me and be like, oh my gosh, Maria, the, the line out the door, it's like Black Friday. He's like, you know, there's a line out the door. And then when they open the doors, there's a rush to the, li- the, the um, aisle of the toilet paper and the water. And so thankfully... 
because I was working on self-development stuff, I didn't have to worry about toilet paper. I was, you know, in my own little world in a group of 15 people in Vegas, which was absolutely awesome. Um, but he had to navigate that. And so I know that right now you can go and probably get some toilet paper, but they're limiting things to one and you know, so that kind of thing. Um, but had I not had that experience, had we not been going through what we're going through, I don't think that this analogy ever would have come about. But now that it has, I would just like to share with you some of the insights that I that I have come up with. And some of them are a little bit more, um, you know, funny, poking fun, but there is some true reality to this and how I view money and how I encourage my clients to start looking at money. Okay. So I've got about five similarities that I'd like to share with you. But before I do that, I just want to remind you to book a call. Let's see how we can get your mind set with money. The way you book that call is just go to chatwithmc.com. Again, that is chatwithmc.com and book your free call. Okay, let's jump into the five similarities between money and toilet paper. Well, the first one's really quite obvious. It's just the physical form, right? That they're both made of paper. They are both inanimate objects that happen to be made of paper. Perfect. Okay. Next is that both have been known to be flushed on the toilet. <laughs> I know you see what I did there. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, toilet paper is meant to literally be flushed down the toilet. And I'm sure that you know that figuratively speaking... Oftentimes, money is just flushed on the toilet. Uh, number three, a little can definitely be effective, but in extra crappy situations, it sure helps to have a little extra. Number four is that contrary to popular belief, the size of the ass does not determine how much gets used. Now, <laughs> I want to just expand on that a little bit by saying that I mean, obviously, you know the reference for the toilet paper part, right? But um, what I mean by that in terms of money is that there is this popular belief that the more money you have, the bigger ass you are. And that is so not true. That's not true. There is, you know, there are some real jerks out there who have a lot of money. Absolutely. I will not deny that. But there are some really fantastic, amazing, generous people who have a lot of money out there. And I have had the pleasure of meeting and mingling with them. And, you know, I just I want to make sure that you realize that that money itself does not define who someone is or how they are going to behave. So that's important because I think a lot of times we think it will, we kind of repel money because we're afraid that if we have too much of it, then that's going to turn us into a jerk. And it's not. Okay. So remember the size of the S does not determine how much is needed or how much is used. Okay. Um, and then finally, <clears throat> number five is that they're both just means to an end, right? By themselves, they are utterly useless. Now, this is the part that's really important. Money itself is just a means to an end. Toilet paper itself is just a means to an end. What if you have a bunch of it? So we've, what, what if you're, what, what does it represent for you? Now, in this coronavirus uh, environment that we are dealing with right now, I'm assuming that the people who rushed into the store to buy up as much toilet paper as they possibly could were acting out of fear. And it was out of fear of maybe running out of toilet paper. Um, it's, it's the unknown of like how long I think people were 
thinking and by the way this could still totally happen we are like right at the brink of this um second week of all this in the united states and so this week is projected to be one of the worst weeks um so we could still get told to shut in and be stuck at home for two to three weeks and i think that that's what people were probably trying to hoard their toilet paper for right was oh my gosh what if i can't get out of the house what if i need to um use this and have it last for a certain amount of time and so I want to gather as much as I possibly can aren't we do don't we do the same thing with money don't we don't we kind of gather up as much as we can I mean you hear everybody talking about you know savings accounts and 401ks and you know just pile up as much cash as you possibly can so that you can retire and um I, I'm just wondering how that's working out for some people right now. And, you know, there there is, I don't know, for me, it's like, what does that represent? When you have a whole pile of cash, is it like that toilet paper hoarding? Like, do you, does it represent um, a, a peace of mind for you? Does it represent the ability to, you know, stop working? What, what does that that pile of cash represent for you. And if you have only been following the traditional advice of saving a bunch of money in 401ks, you've probably lost a significant amount of money in the last couple weeks would be my guess. Now, I don't say that in a in a attempt to have anybody panic at all. I mean, I I know that we've lost thousands of dollars in the stock market over the last several days. Um, but for us, it's it's kind of a long-term game. So, you know, we're probably, we'll probably recover from that in the next 20 years, probably. But there are some people who might not have that ability and we're really counting on that being their nest egg. And that's all they had. And maybe they wanted to retire in the next year or so. And maybe now they won't be able to. And so I think the reason for me sharing all of this is because over the last several months, I've just really started to understand that I need to have some liquid assets that I need to be able to um, access some of the money that I have had because of what it represents. It does me no good to have a huge stash of toilet paper behind lock and key if I need to go to the bathroom, right? And it's the same thing with with money. If you have a huge stash of money, but you can't access it, then what good is it for you? And so that's something that I have had to learn the hard way over the last several years. Um, the other lesson coming from this, at least for myself, is that whole scarcity mindset. And it's like, okay, so we're afraid that there's not going to be enough toilet paper, so we hoard as much as we possibly can, and leave other people without that's that's one problem um but also sometimes we're gonna we're gonna gather as much as we possibly can without ever having any ability to even use some of it and when we do we are so afraid that we're gonna run out that we use it super sparingly and then we even feel guilty if we use too much I actually saw some of this happening when I was at uh, a friend's house it's like gosh, I don't want to use up too much because I don't know if they're going to get any more of that. And and so, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm making light of some of this, <clears throat> excuse me, but, and I don't mean to make light of the situation that we're in, but I really do want to understand, want you to hear me when I say, I don't want you to feel guilty for spending your money. 
Okay. I mean that there is people get stuck in that and, and won't spend their money on things that are actually going to make them money. And that it all kind of comes full circle because if you need to have some liquidity and you need, I didn't even mention this, but this is where it all is coming from. You need to have cash flow in your life. And if you don't have things that are making you money, then you're going to always feel like you have not enough. So we want to have several different sources of income. We want to have our assets, at least some of them, liquid and available for us to use. And we want to be able to spend those things without guilt. Those are three things that I think are just so important. And you're going to start seeing a little bit more of of me helping you get unstuck with the guilt that comes with money. I want you to be willing to invest in something that's going to pay you back. There's another, I'll, I'll jump on uh, another podcast at a different time where we're going to talk about the difference between a consumer and an investor. Um, but today I just want to at least put some of these, these thoughts in writing um, or on recording, whatever, uh, so that you can kind of hear what goes on in my head and what where I kind of come up with some of these things. I'm always listening. I'm, I'm constantly learning. I am, I'm not arrived. I just want you to know that. And if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I have not ever claimed to have arrived. I walk this journey along with you and I am all, like I said, I'm always learning and, and doing better each and every day. So I encourage you to do the same thing. Walk along with me. Let's learn together. I, I know that I can help you understand what it is that's got you stuck so that we can get you unstuck. It doesn't mean that you're going to have, you know, financial freedom tomorrow. It just means that you're going to get unstuck in your head so that you can then pursue the things that will bring you financial freedom. That's all. That's all it is. So if that sounds like something you'd like to do, again, go to chatwithmc.com and we will set up that free call. You guys have a fantastic rest of your day. And as always, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.